0: And we can release our declaration of faith and know that God will meet it. I mean, he's already done some things for me this week that were just really astounding. One of them, I know it sounds little to maybe some people, but not to me. I was having to move my mother and uh, my car, which is a little bigger car, would have been nice to have because you can move furniture in it. But it's been in the shop for three months. (laughs) So we've been having loaner cars and our loaner car was a little little car. And I thought, yeah. So I thought, um, Lord, we really, you know, we're going to have to have something bigger than this. We didn't want to have to rent something and all that. So the day that before we had to move, um, we got a call and they said, uh, the car dealership said, we're going to have to come get your little car because we've sold it. Um, but we're going to bring you another one. And uh, so I told David, I said, let's believe it's it's an SUV, you know, because you can't ask. They just bring whatever. We already tried to ask for a specific. And they said, no, whatever's available. That's, you know. So here they come with, and I love blue anyway, it's a navy blue SUV that they pull up in the driveway. And I thought, God, you provided and you even got a nice color for me. You know, he always does above what you can ask or think doesn't he and we were so excited David and I just worship the Lord didn't we (laughs) we praised God and shouted we shouted for a minute yeah we've had several miracles but um, again when you start talking about the blessing of the Lord and you start talking about grace for prosperity many times that manifestation will show up in your church because he confirms the word with signs following And usually it's the word that's being spoken. It's the word that's being ministered. So let that come alive in you and exercise your faith to believe God. You know, you might want to write down some things that you're believing God for this month. And say, Father, I just thank you this month. These things are being accomplished and you're working. Your angels are working and favors working and praise God. These things will come to pass. All right, well, let's get started here. We'll um, pray, first of all. Father, I thank you for tonight's service. And we just ask your uh, your uh, revelation knowledge to flow tonight. We thank you for divine utterance. I thank you, Lord, that we'll have ears to hear, anointed ears, minds open, and hearts receptive. In Jesus' name, amen. You, amen. All right, we'll start with our regular... Uh, text tonight um, that we've been ministering the last couple of Wednesday nights, and that's 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and I've been teaching on, and tonight will be the final night for a while, but um, uh, Grace to Prosper is the title, and this is Amen. part three. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and um, verse 1, says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit, of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, their abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. And so their generous giving um, and uh, uh, reaching out Good. said it, it brought an abundance to them. Amen. It really brought prosperity to the churches in Philippi. Um, So, and he says to them, see that you abound, this is verse seven, in this grace also. So he, uh, Paul is really exhorting people to pay attention to this, pay attention to this grace, because uh, verse nine says that Jesus paid for this, amen? And we ought not just uh, look at it lightly or take it lightly or even like, you know, in a buffet line, you could say, well, I really want that turkey, but I don't want those pork chops. And so I'll skip that. I really, you know, like the turnip greens, but I don't like the squash. You know, it's not, I mean, Jesus paid for all of it. And just because maybe we, Feel like we, you know, have something against prosperity or against wealth, and and many people have prejudices against wealthy people. Um, and you hear more and more now than I think ever before. I think I hear more prejudice against wealthy people now than I than I've heard in my whole life. I told David my parents respected people with wealth, yes. and really admired them. Now I know there's some bad people with. Wealth, but there's some poor bad people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's some bad middle class people. So come on, you know. But uh, I, they, they taught us to respect people with financial wealth and not to, they didn't make fun of them and they didn't say, well, they're just greedy and they didn't say, well, they must have stolen from people or, you know, whatever bad idea. They didn't sow that into us they sowed uh, words of, you know, these, these people have uh, achieved and, and uh, you know, been diligent and, all, you know, some good terms. Amen? I told David the first thing when we were old enough, you know, to travel and really remember traveling and doing things. Uh, my parents took us to San Simeon, to Hearst Castle when I was eight, to show us Wealth. Amen. And I mean, I remember like it was yesterday, walking through that castle and seeing this huge tables and this Neptune pool and you know all the things and just astonished at, uh, you know, a man that had, could build all that and have that kind of, I don't know, courage to even do, to do all that. You know what I'm saying? It's just amazing, isn't it? And then they took us to the Biltmore. In uh, North Carolina, in Asheville, and showed us the Biltmore Mansion and said, "Look at, look at this, you know," <laughs> and uh, different things in New York City and all because they wanted to expose us to um, to wealth and that you know and and give us the ideas that that's that's not a bad thing, you know that wealth and health are good things and they really at that point didn't know the word but they had enough common sense. which is few and far in between right now in the world, that they wanted to expose us to better. Amen? And I'm so glad they did. Um, I don't know if I'd ever want a house like San Simeon. Maybe, but probably not. I just don't know if I'd want that much responsibility because with wealth comes responsibility. Amen? And I think, you know, the Biltmore has, what, 350 rooms, 400? What? Can you imagine you know trying to have a staff that just to take care of all that? I mean, there's a lot of responsibility. So, you know, keep that in mind too. <laughs> but um, if God gives it to you, he can give you a staff to go with it. <laughs> Amen. We had a friend one time that said somebody wanted to give her an airplane. She was in the ministry, and uh, she said, I just started looking at the fuel bills, what it would cost to fly it, and she turned them down. She said, I can't take the airplane. (laughs) If God can give you an airplane, he can give you fuel, right? Ah! But anyway, (laughs) oh, ye of little faith, right? But I know, I mean, I understand it's responsibility. And we just have to be bold and be courageous when these things start happening in our life. Because if if you start really hooking into the power of God for wealth, wealth starts manifesting. Amen. And then, praise God, you know, you, you just have to dig in and with faith and know that these things, it's going to be all right. You can trust the Lord. Amen. And the righteous are bold yes. as a lion. Amen. Amen. Amen? We're bold as a lion. Yes. So here we go. This grace, uh, he's saying, abound in this grace also. Verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Though that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. So here is Christ, rich. Uh He was rich. Amen. Amen. So some people can't even grasp that, and it's right in the word. He was rich. When did he become poor? On Calvary. Amen. He was wealthy, really, when he walked on the earth. Amen. His family—they were wealthy. They were Jewish. They were Israelis. They were taught to be wealthy, and his—you know—his dad wasn't like a little wooden, like you know, whittler that riddled out little arrows or something. He was more like a, a. architect and a developer, you know, it was, it was more of a a construction, yeah, type of um, development person. And um, so, you know, you have to kind of change religious thinking in all this because they always make Jesus look like greasy hair, long, holding a little lamb, you know, and it wasn't quite that way. (laughs) Amen. Um, In fact, the uh people that crucified him Romans they gambled for his robe yes. because it was seamless it was beautiful and expensive amen yes. so what was he doing with a robe like that well because he he was rich <laughs> he had money amen yes. and he had the best and so um people just you know i don't know they just need to read the Bible and get with the program. Amen. It's all right to say rich though. He was rich, rich yet for your sakes, he became poor that through ye, through his poverty might be rich. Amen. And, uh, then it goes on to say, um, in verse 14, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want and their abundance also may be a supply for your want that there may be equality. So here he's saying this giving and receiving, this yeah. principle of giving and receiving is so powerful, so much so that if you go over to chapter 9, and this is just a review, we, we talked about this, uh, verse 6, this is Second Corinthians 9, 6. This I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace, the same kind of grace, the grace that was upon Jesus Christ, that we are to abound in this grace also. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you have all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Now, that grace that God is uh, making abound toward you is favor, it's power, it's um, God's power that he's using on your behalf. Amen? And it, it can surpass any kind of earthly power. For instance, uh, education, your educational stance. You know, if you had a bachelor's or a master's or a doctorate degree, this grace can pass all that. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about David going out to uh, the the armies and his brothers making fun of him and, you know, Goliath's out there and threatening the armies of Israel. And David's just, you know, young And says, who is this uncircumcised, out of covenant, Philistine? Who is this guy that he should defy the armies of the living God? And I think he had an idea. He had uh, knowledge of God's power because he said, I've killed a lion. (laughs) Now you think about that. I've killed a bear. And I'm not afraid of him either, basically. I'm, you know giving you the cliff note version here, but um, what happened with that death when he did kill Goliath? Well, he got promoted. <laughs> he got the, the, the daughter of a king, first of all, to marry, and then uh, many uh, supplies, praise God. In other words, wealth and riches. So um, this grace, this power that God gives for you to prosper, is uh, not dependent on you working three or four or five jobs. Right. Amen. <laughs> we had this little guy in our church years ago, and he was trying to get some money, you know, together. And, and okay, I am an achiever. I have to hold myself back sometimes because I'm, you know, some people have called me an overachiever. <laughs> but, you know, I like to go and do and ac- accomplish things. So, so I have to talk to myself about this sort of thing. But he was decided he was going to work three jobs to get whatever he needed. And um, bless his heart, he fell over at the amusement park into the, the Ferris wheel pit and almost killed him because oh he God. fell asleep. He was exhausted for working this third job. Now, you know, God doesn't want you to kill yourself. Right. Amen? He does not want you to die young or die early because of trying to earn or make your own way in life. He says that he's the one that gives grace and makes all grace abound toward you, amen? And that doesn't, certainly doesn't mean we sit home and do nothing, to eat potato chips and watch Laverne and Shirley, but you listen to the Holy Spirit and do what he says to do. It's so simple, isn't it, that we miss it sometimes. But he is able to do amazing things with his word and his grace upon us. And it's all the way through the Bible that he's done these things, you know, all the way through, uh, especially when there was battles or um, hardships or things like that. That's when you really see the mighty hand of God come through. And, and he'll come through anytime. You don't have to have a battle. But it's interesting that these men and women too that came through... Uh, I think about Esther, you know, the the, the breakthrough that she had there and uh, in, uh, her castle and her kingdom and uh, what happened with Haman and all that. We don't have time to go into all that. But she came out with all Haman's wealth at the end. Yeah. So it doubled, tripled, quadrupled her income <laughs> from a battle. So keep that in mind, too. If you're going through something, just know that God has got breakthrough for you. And usually it comes with promotion and increase. Yeah. Amen. So don't quit is what I'm saying. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. People give up. They faint. The Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing for in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. And right. the temptation is to faint, give up. Well, God's word's not true. Yeah. And he hadn't right. come through for You're me. And it. I don't see anything happening. And, but I'm telling you, God is so faithful. Yes, is. And and so just stay steady. Amen. Stand fast on the word because he will come through for you. Um, so he is able to make all grace abound toward you. You will have all sufficiency in all things. I remember hearing Gloria Copeland preach on this years ago. And she she always read the Amplified, which I'm going to read. This is really good. Listen to this. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Every favor and earthly. See, we think, well, it's in the spirit. Ooh. Well, yeah, it's in the spirit, but he says earthly blessing. Yeah. It comes from the spirit. And, and we really shouldn't think that way about the spirit realm because it's so powerful and so real. And uh, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And here he emphasizes in the Amplified, every every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Wow! If we just got up every morning and quoted that, we'd be, we'd be a new mindset, wouldn't we? A new thought process there. Because that's so full of God's rich love and His desiring for us to have everything we need all the time and then especially so that we can abound to every good work. So this is where we left off. That's all review. <laughs> Anyway, I won't keep you too much longer, but just to throw a couple of new things out there tonight, because we did talk about how God wants us to abound to every good work. And we see Solomon, one of the richest men that ever lived, his assignment was to build the house of God. Isn't that interesting? And he was determined, chapter two in uh, 2 Chronicles says he was determined to build the house of God. I love that. I'm determined to build God's kingdom. Are you determined? Amen. And we need to build God's kingdom. You really need two things. You need people serving and people giving. Amen. It all boils down to that. The work of the ministry and the funding of the ministry. Yes. Praise Amen. God. And I believe we can do it. I believe we are doing it. Yes. And we Amen. will continue to do that. Praise the Lord. Now he wants you to have everything you desire. He's, you know, he doesn't say, well... You know, you can't have a nice car and serve the Lord and giving ministry too. You can do both. Amen. (laughs) I think, you know, he's he's not saying either or. He's saying all of it. Praise God, you can have all of it if that's what you desire. And he's so good like that. Um, And then we see in Ezra and Nehemiah, the rebuilding of the temple and how these Babylonian kings funded the building of the second temple. isn't that something? and thinks it, it makes me think about the scripture that the the uh, whelp of the sinner is laid up for the just yeah. it's laid up for the just. I remember years ago in our ministry we had a man call us and say, "I w- I really want to tithe to your church. I don't go to church but I want to tithe because I believe in it my parents tithe." and I own a liquor store, and would you take my tithe? Because I've heard other pastors say they wouldn't take it from a liquor store. (laughs) They wouldn't take the tithe from the liquor store. Well, we said, we'll take your tithe from the liquor store. Amen. (laughs) Whatever. I mean, it's not illegal what you're doing. And uh, so we just thought, well, you know, we'll pray for this man. And we'd go by and pray for him from time to time. And, and, uh, you know, you could tell he had a heart for God. Yeah. He was just, this was his business and I think Christians had shamed him so that he didn't want to darken the door of a church but he wanted to participate and support a church. Amen. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So I don't think we need to be so magnanimous about our own, own righteousness yeah. and that point fingers at people that would would give like this Babylonian king, you know, gave all the, the beams, all the wood to make this temple. and it goes on to say uh, that these were huge offerings, even in Ezra, it talks about these huge offerings that were given. Um, one particular, and we won't look there because've we've, we've got so much to discuss other than that, but one of the offerings would have equaled 24 million in US dollars today. Oh, wow. And it's in Ezra. So, you know, these were these were big big gifts and big tithes and big offerings. Amen. Amen. And it it wasn't God wasn't ashamed of it because he recorded it all. Yes. See, he records things like this, I believe, for a reason. Mm -hmm. So that it would inspire us. Amen. Amen? I mean, I would like I haven't ever given a million dollars, but I want to and I'm going to at some point. Amen. I believe that. Um, you know, we've given hundreds of thousands and we've given college tuitions and we've given cars and houses and things like that, but I'm not through yet. <laughs> Amen? Amen. I'm not through. And cause the devil will tell you, well, you're finished with that part of your life. Nope. Amen. We're just getting started with our giving that's right. and think about it, it has to come through your hands to give it. So that's exciting, isn't it? That's exciting. All right, let's look at a couple of things and then we'll we'll go tonight. Okay, let's look at this. Proverbs 1816. I think this is just interesting uh, scripture. Proverbs 1816. Uh, this scripture says a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. A man's gift. Now, I think that's one of God's ways of opening doors for us in in our life is is gift giving. Um, I, I've told this here before, but it's been a while. We had a my but brother dated a pretty wealthy gal from Atlanta, and she was coming down to Panama City to see to meet my mother and daddy for the first time and to see us. And you know, she they were old money. You know, old money. Yeah, sure. So uh we had never been really I don't know in that circle before. <laughs> so we weren't accustomed to some of the things that she did. But this is something that she did. Before she came, she sent a huge flower arrangement plant thing to my mother and said, "I'm so looking forward to meeting you." you know. And I thought, "Wow." And Keith, my brother said, "The wealthier people do this. They will send a gift before they come. Instead of afterward to thank you for the great time they had, they send it before. And um, I've thought about that with this scripture that a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. So think about, again, sowing. You know, if there's uh, someone that you want to get to know, I have a, a, a friend in ministry. Uh, I'm not going to mention names because I'm not going to, but when he first started his ministry, he decided to tithe to a huge ministry. And he began tithing and his church and and his uh, ministry just started multiplying, multiplying, and he's still tithing and these checks are getting larger and larger. Well, this ministry that he was tithing to didn't have any idea who he was, but they started paying attention (laughs) to who he was. Who is sending these hundred thousand dollar checks? You know, you would too. Don't look at me like that. If somebody started sending you ten thousand dollars a month that you didn't know, would you find out who it is? Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, people go, Why? Well, you know, I just don't think that's right about money. You shouldn't care. Well, you would be curious. You would be curious. <laughs> Amen. So, anyway, they said, Who is this guy? Well, they found out all about this guy. And this continued, you know, for years, years. And before you know it, this person contacted this guy and said, I'd really like to meet you. Amen? Well, they met and they became ministry partners and they ministered all over the world together. So uh, I believe this scripture, your gift will make room for you. (laughs) Amen? Amen? If you want to impact somebody's life, and for them to feel the impact, I suggest you put some money in the card. <laughs> you know, I just do. Yeah. I just do because I believe the scripture or, or it doesn't have to be money, but it could be money. I think money speaks very loudly when you're trying to encourage somebody yeah. or, or, or help them or, or, or be respectful to them and say, I appreciate you. You know, money talks. Because it represents your life. It represents you, your substance, your living in in a very clear way. And um, so, you know, again, this is a powerful scripture. A man's gift maketh room for him and brings him before great men. And then um, let me read this scripture to you and we'll close with this one. Luke 7, 5. I know we didn't get far tonight, but I prayed for utterance so... Hopefully you got something out of this. Amen. Luke 7, 5. Luke 7, 5. All right. And this is an interesting... uh, I was listening to the Word one day. This is way back on cassette tapes. I was listening to the Word being read while I was doing housework. And I heard this. Um, when when I was listening to the word. Luke 7, and um, we'll start with verse 1. Now, when he had ended all things, his saying in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant, who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus they besought him instantly saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this for he loves our nation and he has built us a synagogue. God. They came to Jesus, which, you know, I think, you know, faith, faith could be released and Jesus would heal anybody without doing anything. Right. But I think when somebody's building churches, you know, you kind of get your attention. And uh, his gift made room for him, for Jesus went with them. And when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to, say, to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou should enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, uh, having soldiers under, under me, and I say, Go, and he goes, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, turned about, and said unto him that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, not in Israel. So this his disciples instantly went and said, This man, he loves our nation, he's building a synagogue for us. And Jesus got up and went right then, you know. And so I'm not saying you can buy. You, you know, you buy things, indulgences, is that what they call them? Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just doing good works. Amen? Yes. You know, we talked a lot about dead works. Well, okay, but let's talk about some good works, yes. <laughs> praise God. Yes. Doing the works that we are called to do. And we are called to build his house, to build his church, to to build up the body of Christ, to encourage one another, to love one another, to help one another. Yeah. And uh, so these are some things I think that uh, God is is try- is working in our heart. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just interesting how these things happen here. So I wanted to bring that out tonight as well. Amen. So let's, you know, believe God. In fact, we're going to pray. David, come up here and let's pray for this miracle month we're going to have. Amen. Yeah. Um, and you stretch forth your hand to us. We're going to stretch forth our hand to you. If you're on live stream, do the same thing. Amen. Let's do, do this as a point of contact that we're in agreement and we're asking the Lord. And the Bible says if two or more uh, agree as touching anything they should ask of Him, Amen. it shall be done. Amen. 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 So, Praise, Praise God. You want to pray?
1: Sure. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, Jesus. for your goodness, your love, your mercy, and grace. Yes. We thank you for all the blessings and benefits of heaven. Yes. Lord, we thank you that those that are watching by live stream tonight uh, and and we, through the day tomorrow and those that, that uh, uh, log on different times, yes. that as they're hearing this, that this will stir faith in their heart. Yes. Lord, and also to... Uh, prompt them uh, to uh, that the the seed for their miracle is already in their life, that many have great needs, many have uh, bills that are unpaid and other things that need to have attention. But Lord, I thank you that you have a system that we can log into (laughs) and tap into and receive uh, from your largesse and receive from your um, uh, great abundance. And Father, I thank, thank you, you that Jesus. the seed that we need to, to be the catalyst to that miracle is yes. already existing in our life. In other yes. other, what do you have in the house? Yes. And Father, I thank, thank you that you, those Jesus. that are watching will find the answer to that and Amen. begin to sow seeds and begin to put faith with that. Not as dead works, but as just cooperating with God yes. and being a part of the solution and not a part of the problem.
0: (laughs) We give you you, praise
1: and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise God. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's sing. Receive your miracles. Amen. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.